Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 315, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and man, you said last time that I was the epitome of professionalism, the last time I opened. Now, look at this. I felt horrible all day. I thought, I won't even be able to get through the intro without coughing. Look at me. I'm a professional. And with me, as always, it's my professional brother from another mother, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster, Third Shift. It's Eric. He's here with us to tell us. How his week was, and then to tell us that we're both sick and, and it's disgusting and we're weird. I am here to tell you these things. I'm here to tell you. I tried to convince Matt today. I said, Matt, you know, both of us kind of having these heat flashes. I think we're at, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, what, what do older women get? Menopausal, whatever it is. We're getting like menopause. Yeah, we're getting like menopause symptoms. Half like the that. listeners just deleted our podcast in disgust. I'm That's sorry, true. listeners. I'm sorry. Hey, sorry, everybody. I got to just tell it like it is. We're getting old, and I'm getting these hot flashes, cold flashes. You know, I had a little of sniffles this morning. I've been kind of hot chewing. Same with Matt. Not feeling the best. So I said, Matt, you know what we could do? We could, we could do an intro real quick, and then we could just have like jungle noises for like 25 minutes. And everybody'd be waiting, thinking it's gonna break some, uh, and they're gonna be some big dumb joke or something stupid. And then we don't, and we just outro and just kind of wreck everybody's day for that twenty five thirty minutes. Mm. I thought this was a fantastic idea. I mean, I think it's a good idea too. You don't know this because you're on the other side of the room, but uh, while we're still our last bits at work, I was looking on YouTube. Is there like a thirty? 30-minute rainforest noises thing that I can download. <laughs> there are a million YouTube things, but I can't download them, so I'd have to sit here with my audio recorder thing. And, uh, and do all sorts well. of BS, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I get it, I get it. So I did try, but we're going to do a little show for you anyway. Of course, this week, everybody, what did I do in real life? I went to the John Ball Zoo, and let me tell you, if you have not been to the John Ball Zoo, it is a fantastic little zoo. It's not huge, you know, like your big San Diego one, Detroit Zoo, et cetera, et cetera. It's not that, but it's a tight, nice little zoo that has awesome, cool little areas for you to visit and see the animals. Lots of events always going on. We went there during the Harry Potter weekend. So, you know, you had actors and actresses walking around pretending to be Harry Potter characters. You had this really cool ocean exhibit thing going on at the same time where they these awesome artists made these huge... Like, you know, sea creatures, animals, etc., out of trash that was hoisted from the ocean in a, you know, in an attempt to clean and, of course, make art with it. The whole nine. Really cool. Hung out there for like five, six hours and still didn't even get to go see everything because, like I said, we were going from one event to the other, got some food, got some dip and dots. You all know the, you know, you know how it goes when you go to the zoo. Didn't even get to see the tigers, which they're super cool. Like they got these tubes that the tigers can go in and then you can like literally stand like inches away from the tigers if they're in the tubes because the tubes come right out to the path and stuff. Very awesome. Didn't get to see it this time. Very sad about that, but got to see a lot of other stuff. Besides the John Ball Zoo, I don't know anything else of real life that would be of any kind of uh, interest to any of you listening. So, oh, that's not true. Bullet Train, that's right. I went and saw Bullet Train, and God bless, I'll tell you, Matt told me to watch it weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and you know, uh-huh. as usual, it didn't happen, it didn't work out, but I did fulfill the promise late, and it was amazing, Matt. That movie was yeah. Flipping awesome. Where the hell were all the people telling everybody that they should see this movie? 
I saw a couple whispers that it was pretty good. That was about it. I mean, I think it's one of those, we're not like Rotten Tomatoes guys, but I know it's a Rotten Tomatoes movie where critics are like 40%, audiences are like 70 to 80. At least when I looked at it, that's where it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, I mean, if you're on Twitter, all the love I saw was on Twitter when I posted my you know, tweet out about it. So I don't, I don't know. I think they're out there, but since it's just regular Joe Schmoes like you, me, and everybody, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't get amplified. Yeah, it's not being pumped up because, like you said, the critics didn't give a crap about it, and the influencers didn't really give a crap about it. Mm. So, I don't know. If you're just a normal human, like me and Matt are, I'm going to recommend you go see it if you haven't. Because, holy mackerels, I was laughing. I was having a great time with that movie. There's a couple parts that won't spoil anything. But, whoo I was like, yes, if I was not a fat old slob and I could be an assassin, yeah, this is... This is what I'd be doing right here. I will back you up on that. If you're just a regular person, you should go see this movie. But if you are like a mean bastard like we are, you're going to love this movie. It's just yes. going <laughs> to be the best movie you've ever seen. <laughs> if you are rotten to the core, you will enjoy this. <laughs> uh, so we did that. That's the uh, real life stuff I did. And the only two games I've been playing lately, there's a bunch on the slate I need to play. But the only two I played were Destiny 2. Uh, I'm up to light level, past light, way past light level now, so I'm ready for King's Fall. I'm still trying to keep up with the weeklies, the dailies, the weird stuff. I'm starting to fall behind, though, as I typically do, because uh, in the beginning, it was really cool and succinct. and It was kind of like, go do this one mission and uh, get this specific item or whatever it is, and then we'll tell you the next part of the story. Because if you don't know on Destiny, when a fresh season starts, it does like every week another chunk of the story of that season. And I was keeping up, but now it's like the typical Destiny thing that I hate. I hate so much where it's like, hey, go kill 50 champions and 100 of these things and strikes or whatever, you know. I hate that. That's so boring. I don't want to be forced to go into an event and just kill the same event over and over and over and over to kill 100 or whatever champions it is to get unlocked the next story beat where, you know, I get to go see some cool stuff, learn about whatever the hell is going on. So it's kind of frustrating me because I I just want to know the story. I'm a huge story guy, and they're locking it behind this rinse and repeat quests and missions, etc. I'm like, don't do that to me. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. But I still appreciate the game. Still a great time. Can't wait to raise everybody. And then, of course, the Cult of the Lamb. I'm on the last boss right now. I have to go through this gate or whatever, open this gate, to do a thing and perform a ritual. And then we'll see where we go. Apparently, there's, you know, some choices to be made. I look forward to letting you guys know what choices I make. You can probably guess what it's going to be, I'm sure. But uh, before I do that, there's one other side quest I want to wrap up, which will get me a trophy. And then a secondary side quest while I'm doing that one that will get me one more trophy. So I might as well, while I'm here, go get those last two trophies that only require one more uh, go around in one of the dungeons, and then I'll be able to beat the boss. So for sure, before next week, I'll have that game beat, and I can put it away in the books and move on to something else. And that's been my week. What about you, buddy? What you up to? Well, the only thing I did in the real world, other than get sick and have miserable times, is on Friday last week, I went and saw Craig Ferguson down in Detroit. And I I forgot about this part until I was just thinking about how I was going to intro this. I saw the weirdest damn thing on the freeway that I've ever seen going down to Detroit. You know, I go down there fairly regularly. It's usually just, oh, there's a lot of traffic. And it's just, it's annoying. Oh, they they closed the lane, so everybody's got to stop for a million 
you know, hours and whatever. Anyway, but I saw for the first time, like actual real road raging psychopaths. Cause it was one of those things where, you know, lanes from four lanes down to two. So everybody's going real slow. And then there was this, this like box truck came from behind me. It like pulled off onto the shoulder and was running up. And this van, like not like a cargo van, just like a regular old person passenger van, scourged out. And this was like a van that was way in front of me, scourged out in front of it, out of this box truck. And so they were just back and forth constantly. And then the van would try to go back into his lane and the box truck would try to go keep going on the shoulder. And they would and stop each other and back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, okay, I don't care. Well, whatever. But then some truck that was behind the van also started scooting up to try to keep the van from getting back into the actual lane. And it was just this constant barrage of three stupid morons. Just, it was like, a, it was like the shell game with the cups and the ball. Mm-hmm. Just, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, what, what in the hell is going on here? But then I got down to Detroit, had an awesome parking spot that I reserved in advance, went in and had a very expensive double gin and tonic at this jazz bar that was kind of like in the basement of the theater where he was. And watch Craig Ferguson. And I got to tell you, back in the day when he was the host of the Late Late Show, I would stay up all the time. Way too late. You know, college days. I don't have class in the morning. Or I do. I don't care. I'm just a college student. Stay up and watch him all the time. So seeing him do stand-up and having, like, ridiculously good seats. Like, very front row, looking up. Like, you can see him sweating. He's spitting. You know, it's just, it was great. And the jokes were hilarious. I love Craig Ferguson, so it was a great time. So that was the real-life front. A fantastic show. I have not laughed that hard probably since The Cabin, like the really hard laugh riot at The Cabin. It wasn't quite to that level, but big smile on my face, tears running down my cheeks. Great show. Then just like you, there's really only two games I've been playing this week. Mini Motorways, which is my morning zen out game. I pop right here where you, Eric, see me, and I have my coffee and I have my eggs, and I just play Mini Motorways, and it's great. It's wonderful. And then the other game that's great and wonderful, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, it's the Saints Row Reboot. Just last night, it was trending on Twitter again, because I think it was the the Volition, here's a bit of news in the weekly wrap-up. The Volition CEO was like, oh man, it's kind of been disappointing, the polarizing response this game has gotten. And then on Twitter, it was everybody, it's because the game's trash, garbage, and you could tell they were only saying the things from one clip they'd seen like a one 30 second clip of it because the rest of the game is phenomenal it's great it is so much fun if you like the old school grand theft auto games this is that and i love those so every day i get to play it it's the best day of my life so that's been my week it's been you know what it's been a great week i don't care if i'm sick it was an awesome time yeah it hasn't been that bad of a week to be honest with you and of course this coming week, if I had the means and I had the time and I had the money, it'd be even a better week because this week the Dealfield Chronicles hit. Well, it's Chronicle, not Chronicles. I keep trying to pluralize it because I'm crazy. But it hit. It is out right now. You can get it on all the systems. Anywhere you want to play it, it's there basically. And it's developed by Square Enix. And we talked about this back when we saw the old trailer and the demo first hit. And I we were all like, oh, you know what? We should give it a try. And I'm like, Matt, did you ever give that demo a try? He didn't. He didn't. Eric, did you ever give that demo a try? No, he didn't. He didn't. And now it's out, and it's being reviewed, and it's highly positive. I mean, people are talking about how 
fun the gameplay is, and I knew it was going to be that. From the beginning, we were gushing about how it's the real-time strategy going on, and of course, if you didn't know, there you go, that's the big, that's the big thing. It's your tactical real-time strategy RPG. Everybody thought it was going to be the successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. It didn't end up being that. It was the Diefield Chronicle, and then everyone was sad, and I think it kind of got just kind of lumped to the side. But let me tell you, I've watched several reviews, and I've kind of been paying attention to it, and I've even talked to Matt, like, it's kind of on my radar of, I should get this, it looks really fun. And the several reviews I looked at right now saying the story, nah, doesn't really matter, it's not a big deal. And and I can understand that because it's about two big kingdoms warring with one another, you're a mercenary band, you're uh, the the Blue Foxes, and of course you're going to be uh, in charge of, you know, the heads of that little squad, and you're just there to, you know, help fend off the Empire, but of course for some cash. So that's your story. That's what's going down. What's really, really cool, though, is like I said, the real-time strategy portion of this. So instead of it being tile-based, you actively get to move around, and the enemies actively get to move around. And then you, of course, well, it'll do the auto-attacks once you move to them. You're in charge of assigning the skills and what the hell's going on. And the best part is, is if you're like, oh, that's too, it's going to be too stressful. Don't worry about it, because when you go to the skill menu to issue out a command, it freezes everything. So then you just, you know, go to the skill sets, boom, everything pauses, and then you can assign, oh, you know what, what would be the best place for this fireball I'm about to shoot off? I see two right here, one right here. Is it going to do any kind of tertiary damage, etc.? You get to have those thoughts in your head without panicking because, you know, the enemy might just keep hacking and slashing away at the two tanks you got up front or whatever the case is. And that wasn't even it, though. That wasn't it. I thought that was the extent of it all, but it went further. And I didn't know this until I was watching one of the reviews earlier today was that at any time, you can also, while you're moving your, your troops, you know, where you want them across, you know, whatever the map is, you can back out and take a peek at what's coming. And it goes to this really cool map, 3D, like cool, weird 3D map thing going. I, don't, I can't explain it, but it looks really freaking sweet. And then it shows where you were, it shows where you're going, it shows where there's enemy layouts and enemy peeps at. So you can you can already start to think about where you want your characters to line up as you're moving around, like say you're on an escort mission or something, as it's coming around, you're like, okay, there's going to be some bandits up here, three in the trees, two over here. Do I want to split my troops up, one and one, two and two, or just go full hog right now, have them rush ahead to try to take out this littler band before we get to this bigger one right here that's going to, of course, try to ambush the caravan or whatever. Man. It was looking freaking sweet, man. And of course, you got your typical, you know, your, your typical tank, your ranged, your your mage, cast your healer, that whole setup. It's all there. Very traditional in that sense. Characters, the artwork looks really good. The characters look and feel really cool. I, I can't talk about the story and if they actually, you know, get you to care about them. From what I hear, like I said, stories, man, take it or leave it. It's all about gameplay. This in this particular game, but I don't trust. Uh, folks anymore when it comes to if a story is good or not because I've learned and I've complained about it a million times that a lot of the individuals out there scoring these games and doing these reviews they're not in it for story they never have been never were so for them story is always just a throwaway unless it's some super like crazy engaging thing that makes them cry or whatever they'll usually just say oh a story is just buy I take it or leave it who cares so I wouldn't put too much into that I just put the uh, the the pile into the fact that the gameplay's solid, what you're doing is solid, the real-time strategy aspect of it looks really cool. I'm just saying, give it a shot. If 
you're looking at that. It's a free demo that both of us are too stupid to have gone and at least tried out. I'm going to remedy that. I'm at least going to remedy that. And we'll see where it goes from there because, as everybody knows, we've complained about the fall lineup and winter lineup is freaking crazy already. And I've got a backlog to holy hell, but I feel like it's just sad to let this one slip by. But I recommend you don't let it slip by if you got the time and money. Go check out the Dewfield Chronicle. And speaking of games that you shouldn't let slip by, there's so much more to say about this game series because I was looking up, you know, one review of this game just to see what people had to say about it. And they said, can you even imagine, could you, could you even realize that one year ago they had just announced, just announced, not even launched, the first game in the series, and now what is launching is the third game in the series. I'm talking about Voice of Cards, The Beasts of Burden, which dropped on the 19th, developed and published by Square Enix for PC, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch. And I know what you're thinking out there. You're thinking there's no way that's possible. This is just a port of one of the other two. No, it's a brand new entry in the series. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's so weird to think about. This is that completely unique RPG where you basically have a game master telling you the story and everything is laid out on the screen as if you're sitting at a table and there's cards flipping over and you move your token and the card flips over and the characters are all on a card. When the combat starts, they bring up like a combat tray that sits down over top of the map and then you play your cards and everything on that. It's so weird for another one to be coming out, but I love it because it's such a unique system. And obviously they have all the basics there. This is, you know, this is what people say, like reusing their engine. But I love it because there's three completely different types of games and stories of games. Like the first one was all about hunting down a dragon. The second was about, you know, a, a girl who'd lost her memory. This one, it's about a girl who is like a monster hunter. And when she's out hunting monsters... Monsters come in and just destroy the town, kill everybody. She comes back, she's devastated, she wants to get revenge on the monsters, she meets up with a, a wandering adventurer. So it's kind of a darker tone because it's more, way more somber, she's lost everything, she's thirsty for revenge. But then the other thing about it is that it's, I mean, it is still that RPG, that tabletop style, but this one has monster collecting aspects to it because the main character has a skill where after you defeat a monster she can make them into a card which you can then attach to one of the characters to give them a special skill like ele elemental damage or a debuff or something like that and the more monsters you encounter the better quality monsters you get which alters the skills that are attached to those cards that you put onto the different characters i mean people know if you listen to the podcast i'm kind of a completionist guy this was scratching all the itches i was like man if i could find all of the toads from one star to five star and have all of them. And then I can go to the next area and I can get the tree people and get from one star to five star with all the tree peoples and try all the things and do all the stuff. It sounds fantastic. The presentation is still pretty much the same. It's really nice graphics, but it is just you're flipping cards and moving a token on a table. And then, like I said, the combat tray kind of comes out. Not many graphical upgrades here. The music is still phenomenal. I watched a reveal trailer on it and it's all the near type of music. It sounds phenomenal. If you like the gameplay of the other ones, this is that classic JRPG gameplay. The beautiful presentation. You got a new narrator this time, or game master. It's a lady this time, and I've heard she's a little bit less serious than the first narrator, but a little bit more serious than the second, so she hits a nice mid-ground. If you've been loving the other two games, obviously you owe it to yourself to get this one. If you should have played those other two games like you, Eric, and like me, Matt then you need to put this one also onto the backlog of stuff you need to get around to. Because some people have said this is the best one yet. And so I'm excited and terrified 
to think of how many more iterations and how many different stories and different kind of gameplay styles we can get in this voice of card system because obviously they can, and I don't mean this in a bad way, kind of churn these out in real short time frames and get them going and get them rocking, get them, get them shooting into your hot little hands. So if you like RPG mechanics, if you love that physical card gameplay style, check out Voice of Cards, The Beast of Burden. I'm going to be checking it out eventually, sometime, probably once like seven more came out because I'm terrible, but that's it. <laughs> that's, it's just wild to me, man, because I haven't heard you even talking about playing like through the second one. Yeah. And then this one hit and I'm like, this can't be true. Mm-hmm. It just can't be true. It has to be like you were talking about earlier. It has to be something, or, or just a re a redoing, a remastering. Uh, but it wasn't. It, it was a whole new one. And I was like, man, I should talk about it. And I said, no, surely Matt's gonna see this and talk about this. There's just no way. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't know. It looks great, and of course, it's got the music that's a freaking amazing, and you can't mm-hmm. go wrong with it. So it's always tempting. But for sure, I'll at least go to Spotify and see if I can get like the OST or something for the soundtrack and check it out. With that, you know, speaking of OSTs, speaking of awesome stuff, Matt, you know what happened this week, right? I'm not sure what happened. What happened? Yeah. NVIDIA graphics cards are going to come out, Matt. New ones. Now, you might ask, how is that even possible? Because it was what? Just last year? That the 3060, 3070, 3090s all hit? I feel like it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. Was it even a year? I'm, I'm so confused. But they, sure enough... They're on the voice of card system. Just yeah. put put one more transistor on the side, and then oh, that's a completely it's a completely different one. Go go. Well, and that's what and that's what I was negatively in my head. That's what I was starting to think. Okay, they're just trying to get money here. They announced the forty eighty forty ninety series coming out in October, and not only that, but it's supposed to be two to four times more powerful than each of its respective brothers sisters. You know, thirty eighty forty eighty forty ninety. How? Hasn't even been a year, and they're already putting out a card that's supposed to be able to surpass this last tier by two to four times of its power. It it's beyond my comprehension, because already these cards are rocking and rolling. They're pushing out all sorts of really cool graphics, ray tracing, all that good stuff. And now they're saying, "No, we're we're having something ten, ten times better." And then they're running at like fifteen hundred bucks, and uh, like. 1200 bucks something like that respectively in that range obviously there's different grades with different uh you know 1632 you know gigabytes blah 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 this kind of stuff i won't go into nitty-gritties because i'm not a computer pilot, you know yahoo either but i just wanted to get it out there for everybody if you were like thinking hey i should buy a really cool graphics card you might as well wait now and you might as well go ahead and get yourself a 4090 4080 except you won't be able to because i'm pretty sure as soon as they're out it's going to be just like last year where the crypto yahoos everybody else is chasing after them and yes i know the crypto uh thing apparently like blew up and it's not a big issue right now because it's all collapsed in on itself but i just want to let you know that these new cards are coming out and it freaking annoys me because i just you know seven months ago got a hold of the 30 series Jeez, don't even worry about it, Eric. Even if you did get your hands on the new one, you would destroy your computer inside of like four days. And you'd enjoy it for four days. And then you'd be like, all right, sweet. Oh. And then you come in. And they'd be like, how's that new graphics card? And you go, well, I had to take it into Geek Squad. And they said they said it was literally on fire from the inside. So I, I don't know. Everything's broken. And then there was a, there was an earthquake and my, my house fell into a pit. And my, all my computer is gone. I know how this works, Eric. Look, we I, all know how this works, right? Everybody's yes, everybody the, knows. They know. Over the years, they know. It's not me. It's the house. It's my. It's just. 
There's something. Something following me. And it does things, Matt. And it does things. I don't do nothing. I just come down and push the button and I just play games. Mm-hmm. Just like I do on my PS5 or my PS4 previously. I would say they didn't blow up, but they did. I would the say they did blow up, though. So you should stop playing games, Eric. You just get you just start a book podcast. Get off of this one. I'll still play video games. Oh, and then of course I was gonna have a little chat about Wolong Fallen Dynasty demo because that's out, and I was gonna completely skip by this. Everyone once again talking about how amazing it is and how it's uh, super fast paced. It's still a Souls like game, but it's much more fast paced than your typical. But it, it does rely heavily on parrying and uh, blocking and whatnot and all that good stuff and evading. Uh, so that kind of threw me off. But I was like, well, I wonder if Matt's given it a try yet. Because I was going to yesterday, but then I was just like, ah, I'm just tired. I don't really want to do it. And so I was going to take it off. But I was going to ask Matt, you, you take it you didn't, right, Matt? I did not, but I saw it on the show notes and I went, let me look this up. And I went, hey, there's a demo and it's like a Souls-like and it's a little fast and the doodly-doodly and it looks really cool. And I went... That sounds really cool. And then I played some more Saints Row because that is actively and I really cool. I played Cult of the Lamb. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so we both screwed up. But uh, if you're interested, just demos everywhere. Demos, 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 demos. I'm loving it. We, Me and Matt talked about this previously. We need to get in a world where demos are the regular so we can check these games yes. out. And they're starting to do it. So get out there and support that because if they see high numbers checking out demos and then they see a return in sales, they're going to keep putting out more demos. But if they see a low count for people playing and trying demos and then, of course, a low to moderate sales, guess what? Demos are going right back in the bin because it's not producing numbers and sales. Pretty bold of you, Eric, to lecture the listeners on how they should play more demos. And when I'm not doing Immediately anything. after saying you played no demos at all. Yeah, and I'm in the same me. boat, so I'm, I'm not. But I didn't lecture the listeners. I, I do, I do lecture agree with them because if they're smarter <laughs> than we are, okay, they're smarter, so they're gonna do the right thing. Unlike us, bozo the clowns, they're gonna go and they're gonna. Well, some of them, Matt, trust me, I know what you're thinking. Some of them are smarter, and they'll go <laughs> do it. And I will too. I, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna do both of these demos. However, uh, that was the last part of this. Wolong's demo is only out to the 26th, so you've only got a few more days to check that one out. I don't know. Diofield's probably going to stay up forever because the Switch ones typically do. And so here, no, I do have one up on you because the Diofield Chronicle, let me minimize you for just a second to verify this. It's literally sitting, the demo is sitting on my desktop right now. So I downloaded it. So I gave numbers. So I am better than you, you again today. I am the best. That's okay. Because you know what? After I do this and get all cuddled and cozied up, to, you know, fight this uh, whatever bug it is, I'm going to get both of them. So there, there you go. go. Both of them are going to get installed. I'm going to immediately got the switch right there. I'm going to go click, 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 and I'm going to go click, click, click on the PS5 deal fields. I mean, that Wolong's going to be up. So all I will do it. I suggest everybody else do it too. These are some really cool games that are coming out, and I don't feel like they'll get the big, big buzz like they that they should get. So, But speaking of games that are coming out and getting the big, big buzz, there's a bunch of stuff from Tokyo Game Show that I do want to talk about, but I don't know too much in depth about it. I mean, for the first one that I did want to mention is I know they showed off more at the Tokyo Game Show, but this was revealed, I think, at the State of Play. It's Tekken 8. And I will say, I am a fighting game fan. I love fighting games. But Tekken is a series I've never gotten into. Like, ever. I always, I know it was big on the PlayStation 1. Everybody loved it. I got Tekken 7 on the Xbox 360 with the fight stick. I think I got it on a discount, you know, like 20 bucks a year after release at Best Buy, and I played it, but I didn't, like, get it. Like, it didn't hook me. But seeing 
Kashi Yamishima and Jin Kazama going at it in that beautiful HD fight from the State of Play trailer. It made me go, you know, I need to get into it. I love fighting games, all kinds of different varieties. Maybe this is the time for me to get in to Tekken 8. Man, I got to tell you, man, never touched Tekken. Never touched Tekken in my life, not once. Uh, even when I was into fighting games, it was always Soul Calibur or Street Fighter. That's basically the gist of my fighting game, you know, besides Smash Bros, but I don't really consider that the same right. caliber of fighting game as these. The same, like, soul caliber? <laughs> caliber? <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. No, I'm no, not sorry. sorry. Never be sorry. Never be sorry. But, yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. Let me. I'll, mm. I'll say that. It does look gorgeous. But I've never just liked Tekken's system for you know initiating combos and mm. doing stuff like that. And that's to say I've never I have played it in the past with friends at their house. But I suck at it. I've always sucked at it. So always throwing it right out the window. But I'm super glad that it's coming around and that the fighting scene the fighting scene seems to be like just ramping up right now. Yeah. Because you've yeah. also got that League of Legends fighter coming too. I think somewhere around the corner. So you got street Street Fighter, you got a League of Legends fighter coming. That's news to me. Holy yeah. smokes! I can't remember what's called. I'll have to look it up. But I do know it is coming. They are making a fighter, and then of course Tekken. Now, I mean, you're just missing your Mortal Kombat, and you're going to be swimming in all the fighters. It's going to be wild. But I mean, even that one had its big resurgence last gen with mm-hmm. nine, ten, and eleven. But you you mentioned it. Street Fighter. Street Fighter is coming back with Street Fighter 6. We saw reveals of it. We've seen character trailers and teasers, and it made me just fall in love with the characters and the style. But we got a lot more gameplay from Tokyo Game Show. I was watching like an hour of Ken gameplay, just some person playing as Ken against all these other characters. And my God, it put me right back. I mean, I've mentioned this before, but it put me back in that Street Fighter 3 feel and mindset that hip-hop style that like streets graffiti like the i don't even know what they call the attacks because i was just wide-eyed staring at ken kicking jury and stuff the 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 attacks they hit and then it just splashes color everywhere it's all over the ground it's like uh, it just looks incredible and the animations look amazing and the best part which we called on the previous show when we talked about it is they showed off more of the world tour mode, which is exactly like we said it was going to be, where you make your own custom character and you go through the world, like physically running from dojo to dojo, meeting up with Street Fighter characters, learning their techniques. So you could have a big, beefy wrestler dude, but you learn Chun-Li's spinning bird kick, and now you're... And they even showed it like using an introversal around the world, like they showed somebody doing a spinning bird kick off the edge of a roof and like, flying through the air like that. I couldn't believe it. It looked incredible. Obviously, we had the teaser, and we're hoping that's what it would be, to know that that's what it actually is. You get to spend time in the Street Fighter world, learn from these legendary characters as your masters, your senseis. I will never play anything else. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not even going to go into the the multiplayer hub where your custom character sits down in an arcade machine and and battles people. I'm never going to do that. I'm just going to run around in the world and just be like, oh, hey, Chun-Li, how's it going? Oh, my God, Blanca. Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, Guile, how can I have hair like you? Oh, it's just, it looks incredible. See, I didn't see that, but I did see, you know, a couple of the more character reveals and 
the graphics, the way this game looks and feels, yeah. just the, man, the flavor of this game, mm-hmm. how the characters are acting, and, and of course, the storyline now is all, like, way, way post out, and just, like, you know, like, Guile was a complete shocker to me to see him all just, like, chilled out, normal looking, not, like, mm-hmm. you know, in his usual camis. I'm sure they'll have that as an optional, you know, uh, get up, but just all these different character reveals and everything, this game has me wanting to touch fighting games again and the only other time that's happened was actually recently when it was the guilty gear game right didn't that just yeah, get yeah. a big thing and then i went gosh bless these are the same folks who did that persona fighting game mm-hmm. this looks gorgeous but you know obviously that would look gorgeous getting to be persona characters fighting each other and, and that tempted me and i said no man we will not go back down this dark path of fighting games where i'm angry all the time and throwing my controller but this is, this is pushing it really hard man I don't even care. I'll buy it for you for Christmas. We'll play each other on Friday nights, and we'll drink beers, and we'll just have battles. Because you won't get mad at me because I'm not going to be cheap and, and stupid and read your AI moves. You'll get one over on me. I'll get one over on you. It'll be fantastic. But, the, I mean, I just thought of it now because I'm picturing the gameplay in my head. Obviously, the last few Street Fighters have been kind of like a 3D style, not mm-hmm. like moving side to side, but 3D models. The way, like, the clothing and the hair animates for in street fighter six it's like the jump from the street fighter alpha games to street fighter three when that was pure 2d this is like the 3d version of that because street fighter three was when like the clothes could actually bounce and it looked realistic hand drawn sprites and everything this looks like that kind of a jump for the 3d ones it Mm -hmm. looks crazy it does it looks fantastic they they just pulled out all the stops Uh, this game is looking gorgeous feeling gorgeous I cannot wait to try it. I hope I hope there's some kind of open demo or open beta. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it's right around the corner, but something so I can get in there and at least get a taste of it and then kind of make that decision whether or not to pull the trigger on it because, like I said, part of me still doesn't want to mess with it, but this this looks like a perfect time to do some fighting games again. So, uh, and I'll... I'll tell you, man, before you jump, oh, are, you, are you still on Street Fighter? Or? No, no, no. I, okay. I was going to my the holy grail of gaming. Ah, okay. You're going there. Hang on. Because, of course, I saw something I'd totally forgotten about, Matt. They went ahead and said this little whole shtick about how uh, the Ethan Winters line is going to be closing up with this next DLC. And I went, oh, my God, I totally forgot. Next month, Matt. We get the DLC Shadows of Rose or whatever it is for Mm -hmm. Resident Evil Village. And we get to play another however many hours it is with Ethan Winter's daughter. And then, of course, apparently from Tokyo Game Show, close the whole story on that family and that whole, you know, line of uh, of game. So this is it. We get to play it. We get to enjoy it. And it's next month, which I completely forgot. So it's all lined up with Overwatch 2. God knows what else. Apparently, freaking uh, Street Fighter and everything. Oh. It, it makes me sad, though, because uh, I still never have beaten Village. But it does make me excited because, you know, obviously the, the Winter storyline started with 7, went here into 8. And if they're closing that chapter, I mean, everybody loved 7 and 8. It's been kind of like reinvented the whole resident evil franchise so if they're closing the book on that what's resident evil 9 gonna look like what's that gonna be about it makes you know i'm not even a big resident evil fan you know that but it makes my brain just like percolate with all these cool ideas what kind of stuff could you do it's gonna probably do what they typically do and it's gonna jump from like chris and now it's gonna go back to uh jill or leon or claire 
and then a side story based off whatever it is they're doing. I, you know, I, I mean, obviously it still leaves a gaping wound of whatever the hell could be happening, but... Obviously you'll go back to the characters, but this, the latest one, was such a big departure from anything else. You know, vampires mm-hmm. and werewolves and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, all sorts of craziness. What's the next thing going to be? You know, you're right. Like, what what will be the motif? You know, what's going to be the whole... Th- I, I want them to go... I hope they go... I want to see a ghost one. Mm-hmm. Have they done a ghost one that, that I know of? Seven was about the crazy uh, it was the weird, chainsaw like, will and family. Yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. was like the werewolf, vampires, etc. The you know your typicals, and then before four was about cults and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what five and six were about. Tell you the honest, gosh, truth. It was kind of the continuation of the four story. What four? Los Plagas going. Five was in Africa. Six was just banana world craziness. I think it was more about the parasites, but mm-hmm. it was. I watched somebody play through it, and I, it just kind of went whoosh over my head. So maybe they can pull in a ghost one, a really, like, you know, the the whole spooky vibe one, go real, like, dark, uh, kind of like the second dungeon in uh, Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. Go that route, but more ghost instead of weird, you know, things and objects, etc. I was thinking about it, because obviously they did zombies, now they did werewolves and, like, European spooks. Mm-hmm. What about, like, a Japanese type of... Because they got all kinds oh, of crazy go, folklores. Yeah. They got the crazy long-haired ghosts, the pale kid ghosts, all that kind of stuff. You could do all kinds of stuff and just set it in Tokyo. Tokyo is well, overrun. Was Ada Wong still alive? I don't know. Or did she die? I don't know the story I don't think anymore. anybody who dies in Resident Evil is ever dead. Ever so. dead, dead, because, you know, have Ada Wong go home or whatever, and then base the whole thing off so whatever operation's going on, you know, back there and boom there you go you set something up like that unless she's an american you know but you know i mean she didn't have like a chinese accent Uh, no she sure did but that was back in the day when games didn't care they they didn't didn't try to do anything right you could retcon it and do all sorts of stuff with that but who knows she might be dead and gone i don't remember but speaking of doing things right there's one company that's done absolutely nothing right for like five years a long time Mm-hmm. And that's Konami. And before the Tokyo Game Show, there was a there was a hint, there was a tease, there was a, a just a little a little drip of news on your tongue, a rumor that Konami would be revisiting a fan favorite franchise and showing something off at the Tokyo Game Show. And I was not prepared. Like I saw a tweet. I mean, it was spoiled. I wasn't watching a live stream or anything. They went, boom, check it out. Here's the trailer for Suikoden One and Two HD Remaster. And I will not lie to you. I am not ashamed when I wa- when I saw the trailer, a tear rolled down my cheek, because these are two of my favorite games ever. Full of all my favorite characters, even the stupid side characters, because these are games where you, you recruit 108 stars of destiny. Even the side characters, I love them. I feel them in my heart. When I when I do a 5K and I write, you know, I've been training. I'm faster than ever, faster than the wind. That's from Suikoden 2. That's from Stallion, when you learn, when you go to the detective and learn secrets about Stallion. So seeing all my favorite characters, all my old friends from the PS1 era, all shined up. Just, it looked so beautiful. And I mean, both of those intros, they showed just the intros back to back and a little bit of gameplay between them. Whenever I would play those games back on the PS1, I would let that intro demo play every time, and it would always get me so hyped. So to see it again, even better looking, beautiful music, all my favorite characters. I wept. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I ain't too proud, like we always say on the show. It was incredible. I can't wait 
for this. I was as hyped as I was for Front Mission Three Remaster Remake last week. That's what I am for these. The HD remasters are two of the best games ever made. Amazing. And that's how I felt. I mean, we came just off the Front Mission announcement going, oh, this is freaking great. We get to play some just bad Mamma Jamma games and have a good time. And then this hit, and I went, there's no way. There's no way. What's what's next, Matt? What's next? The next Breath of Fire? I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll let you have it because you didn't give me crap I for, for weeping at, at the trailer. So. <laughs> I deserve something, you know. These games are awesome. I can't wait to play them, too. I'm stoked beyond belief to get a chance to get in there and do some soaking on one and two with the HD boost, looking great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how there's time, mm. but I do know I'm going to be playing them, and I can't wait to play them. I will absolutely be playing these. I don't care what else is out. I don't care. I'm, I'm just going to take months off of work when this comes out. But I will say the thing that makes me even more excited is – the only bad thing about these games, the originals, especially Sweet Coden 2, was it had a really rushed and really rough like translation and presentation. Like there were certain characters where their dialogue was just garbled nonsense. It was supposed to be some kind of secret that would give you a hint to something, and it was just garbage characters. So to hopefully, I mean, I have to assume, to have all that cleaned up, all the broken quests or, or possibly broken quests in Sweet Coden 2 to have the actual pristine version of that. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. I don't even know when it's coming out because I was so enraptured by the trailer. I don't even know when it's happening. Uh, honestly, I don't either. I don't know when that's hitting either. Uh, I could look it up, maybe. Now, I know we're going to end the show, but I will say the last little bitty was the Exo Primal uh, story trailer hit too, Matt. I don't know if you checked that out. It was just a goofy game with the uh, the uh, mechs and then the, ro- the dinosaurs. I actually had yeah, a closed yeah. alpha to it and everything, and... They, they showcased this trailer, and I watched it, and it was cool, and it's really sweet how they're actually incorporating a story into it, because before it was they're just going to these arenas and fighting these dinosaurs. I had no idea why or what's going on. So that's neat. However, even with the story trailer, I still have no idea what the hell's going on. So just something to keep, keep a little eye on, you know, in case you're uh, interested. But that's about it. That was something I did want to keep an eye on because I, I heard there was a big trailer about it. And I went, that's that game that we didn't see anything about and didn't know anything about. But it was still kind of on both of our radars because we were interested in it. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to check that out. Just like I went back and checked out the Steam page for the Sweet Code and 1 and 2 HD remasters. It says, coming 2023. That's not enough. That's no. not enough yeah. detail. I have to know exactly when so I can plan my life around these two games. Plan your life around it. you got to so- yes. hold all that vacation time. So that way you can take that month off whenever it's announced. I'm going to cancel my cruise. I don't even care. <laughs> Unless, whoa, <laughs> could you imagine? I just blew my own mind. Could you imagine if it came out the day of the cruise and I take my steam deck and I'm playing on the deck of a ship with my feet up on the railing and a gin and tonic in my hand and I'm playing some code in one or two HD remaster on a boat, on a boat. <laughs> that would be the greatest day of my life. That would be amazing. But what about you out there? In podcast listener land. What's the greatest day of your life? Hey, I can't believe we made it 45 minutes and neither one of us fell apart. So congratulate us on that because we're both sick as dogs. My side hurts a little really better now. I've been I was massaging say, getting, it for like five, I'm, ten minutes now. I'm getting it to the side here too because I'm, I'm doing the lean and the weird because my stomach's all messed up. But hey, podcast listeners, 
you can tell us those congratulations via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshift.me, and find us on Facebook, go to Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there. You can also find us on Patreon. Like what we're doing, want to help us out a little bit, three, five bucks, hundred bucks, or that coveted one million bucks where we're going to change our lives and open up that beautiful, wonderful little food lion. You can do it. You can give it to us. I keep trying to win the lotto, but it's not working so far, but you could make it mm. work for us. You know we're going to do all sorts of cool stuff with that cash, you know. Like uh, uh, what? What do we used to always say? Remember babies in jars? We were gonna, mm-hmm. we we're gonna do cameras and do all sorts of weird shows and dances. We got someone dressed up in the big lion costume. We had uh, did we have fish at one point? Were there we fish had, like in- big, big koi fish. Yeah, big but I don't think we're gonna have those anymore. Yeah, that's probably not cool. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was gonna happen. I don't remember. You can do any of those things, and we would super appreciate it. But if you can't support us with the money, you can support us with the five-star ratings on the iTunes, on the Spotify. You can go over to Twitch, Prime Sub, sub up over there, watch Matt play some games. In fact, uh, he's been rocking out that Final Fantasy. Get on board. Get in there and check it out. Show some love. Show some support. And if you can't do any of those things, maybe a mailbag question, maybe a suggestion for a topic for the show, something you want to hear, something you want discussed, any of those things. Hey, we super appreciate it. And we also appreciate you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping a day early. Surprise. Sorry, Eric. I have something going on on Thursday, so it'll be dropping on the 28th of September <laughs> on iTunes and Stitcher on Podbean on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, you'd like to help us feel better because we're sick as dogs and we're going to be sweating all the, all the illness out, give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate all of you. And you know what? Get on over there. Throw us a five-star review. I bet. I bet if I saw that, it would instantly get that poison right out of my system. All right, everybody? So think about me. Think about Matt. Throw us a five-star review to get us past this plague, whatever the hell it is, so we can be in tip-top shape, rocking and rolling once again for you all the next week, apparently early. But until that time, there's nothing else to say but... Sit down.